Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Jen Olmstead is lead designer and co-founder of Tonic Site Shop, a site shop offering cocktail-inspired, completely customizable website templates for the modern, stylish creative. A former journalist, total type nerd, and lifelong fan of a good story, Jen specializes in building online spaces that people love to explore and obsessing over narrative-driven marketing ideas. She eats gluten so you don't have to. Her love language is witty banter, and she's always up for a craft cocktail. We have a huge crush on Jen at Authentic Audience collectively. Um, We're big fans, and we recently launched our brand new website using Tonic. Um, So talk about an up-leveling. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. It's so great to be here. The crush is entirely mutual. So (laughs) just want to lay that out there right now. I'm also into you guys. So thank you so much for having me on the show and congratulations on the launch. Everything looks amazing and super, super up-leveled. Not surprising, but it looks amazing. Yeah, it was super fun. I want to talk more about what we did. So we sort of did this like hybrid approach where we worked with a designer using one of your templates. So it was like, you know, not completely custom. We got to choose our favorite tonic template, but then use a designer to like really make it unique and personal to us. And it was very cool. And talk about a really good way to budget as well, because you're ready for that up leveling. You're ready to invest in that, but custom design from scratch, you know, that's a big price. And so to be able to use, you know, this really professional looking template and then a designer, for our like fonts, colors, moods, graphics, image, like all of that stuff. It was just like a win-win. So needless to say, we love your stuff. <laughs> and I have a lot of questions for you. I personally admire you for so many reasons. Um, the fact that you show up so authentically online, how you show up in business, the fact that you're a mom of three kids, um, mm-hmm. so many things. But before we start, I would love for you to just share a little more about your journey, your story with Tonic and anything that sort of feels important to set the stage. Yeah, well, I was born. No, I won't start. I won't start <laughs> quite that far back. Um, no, so I did, you know, one thing I think that is is really interesting is I am such um, an accidental entrepreneur in so many ways. And I am like the children, I'm the child of entrepreneurs. I grew up on an ostrich ranch 
in the middle of nowhere in Texas mm-hmm. and ostriches are not great business investments. I will just <laughs> share that to anyone considering making that leap. I will just tell you right now, we have learned so you don't have to. Don't get into the ostrich business. Um, so <laughs> I grew up very much in like that space of like, you know, having a dad who was a visionary. He was his own person. He had entrepreneurs. He had a million different business ideas. I was around that all the time. And I was like, no, thank you. That is not going to be my life. I love to write. I love stories. I'm going to be a journalist. I will go work for the New Yorker. Um, and so I went to school for journalism. That was kind of what I'm, that's what I'm trained in honestly as as a writer. writer. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's why I'm such a good writer, but I do credit <laughs> my college journalist professor. He was amazing. So thank you, Dr. Sillers, if you're listening to this. Um, so, you know, I very much was like, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I would rather be a starving artist. Thank you, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'll go into journalism and make zero dollars. And, um, and then kind of in, in college, I really fell into design sideways by accident when all of my friends went from, you know, getting married to becoming wedding photographers to becoming photographers photographers who needed help with things like wedding invitations or brands or logos. Mm. And in the process, um, I just really learned that people paid attention to beautiful stories told well. And if you can tell a beautiful story with design, if you can tell a beautiful story with copy, it really does one thing and it just captures people's attention. And kind of in the age that we're living in right now, if you can capture someone's attention what can't you do? Really? That's the beginning of any relationship is that like, hi, nice to meet you. And that's what good writing does. That's what good design does. They just allow you to like take a moment out of your life to capture someone's attention really fully. And so it's just, it's kind of highly ironic because in 2013, I was operating my own design studio and I was just starting to get really burnt out and realizing that I was having to say no to so many inquiries that were coming in who had seen my work, you know, that I never had advertised, but just kind of had seen my work on other people's websites and recognized something different in it for some reason. And um, so at that time, me and my business partner met online in a Facebook group, the beginning of all like great internet love stories. (laughs) (laughs) Very cute. And we'd never met. And of course, like as you do with someone you've never met, you just say like, let's start a business together. That's just like a very common, um, bad idea. So we met in person and like within hours, we're like, we should do something together. We just, I don't know. We have so much in common. We have so much the same values. Like we show up the same way that we we want the other person to. Um, and so we launched, um, tonic templates. And so we, at the time there were just no good website templates. And you basically had the option of like, spending $20,000 with a website designer who was going to take a year to build out your website or like getting a hundred dollar website template from, you know, Wix or whatever it was that existed at the time. And there was nothing in between. Those were the options. And so we just kind of thought like, what if website templates didn't suck? (laughs) Uh, What they weren't terrible. What if you could like, wait, actually, this is a beautiful designer custom website that's done that I can just like grab off the rack and put on my body, put on my brand and say like, this is how I want to show up. And it feels like it's custom and crafted and strategically designed all those things. Like what if that existed? And so 
that's what we set out to create. And suddenly I became a full fledged entrepreneur, like the kind of entrepreneur that, you know, I always swore that I would never be. Um, (laughs) And so it's just kind of ironic that we've ended up here in this space where now I'm, you know, I'm the parent with the crazy ideas. Um, No ostrich outside, thankfully at this exact moment, Um, but website templates. And so it's been, it's been a really interesting kind of creative journey, just exploring that, exploring that path and then figuring out like, what does the market need really? Um, which is what any good entrepreneur, entrepreneur does. Like what is, the, what is the market need right now? And then how am I like uniquely equipped to serve that um, and yeah. to meet that need? So I think that's where we've arrived here. And, and the nice thing is that like, no matter where we go in business, people always need an an avenue to show up beautifully um, and to show up kind of in the fullness of who they are, the most authentically (laughs) um, podcast title alert, um, to show up the most authentically, like show up like in the best version of themselves. And so I think that's, that's always been our message at tonic is like, you are too awesome to have a crappy website. Like you need a website that really allows you to show what you do at your best to the world. Um, So if we can equip you with that, then we know that you can be equipped to reach the people you need to. I mean, it's, and it's doing just that. And it's just such an interesting story. And I love to hear how you got here with it, because that's what I talk about with tonic is it's solving a major pain point for people. Like you were just saying, like, where do, where do, what do people need? And we just recently launched this like notion hub and the biggest response we're getting is like, you knew what we needed. And that's to me, such a great compliment as an entrepreneur. And I completely feel that way with tonic and the way the sites and templates are designed. It almost guides you to tell your story in a really interesting way. And in a really fun way with like what you've laid out as like heading prompts and things like that. Like there's so much done for you. It's more than just a design template. Like you've guided us through layouts and copy and customer journeys and how to tell our stories. And anyway, I can't say enough good things about it, but what I love that you're saying is I I've been really like gung ho on this theory of this theme of like this aesthetic evolution of a business and that it's so important from like a mindset place to feel really good about your site and to feel really good about your digital space and to, and to know that it reflects who you are now. And there's like no worse feeling. Like I was just having it for the last couple months. Then my website doesn't reflect who I am. Like we have to get this up. We have to get this. Um, it took us a while because life happened, but like, it's time. Like we are not that anymore. And our website is the first place people find us. It's the first like digital virtual meeting, um, of who you are. And I was hoping you could talk just a little bit more about that. And from a design standpoint, because the importance of really loving your brand from like a mindset standpoint and marketing is really important, but you know, it's like loving your outfit, you know, and I'm just excited that you're creating a space for people to invest in it in like a very meaningful way. Yeah. I mean, I I love that you mentioned that because I do think that they're kind of, there are two different aspects. Number one is like the mindset aspect of like, you can feel confident that when people leave your Instagram or leave your emails or leave, you know, that meeting with you, that what they're going to encounter next after that meeting is an even better and more accurate representation of, of who you are and what you can do for them. 
And I think honestly, most people haven't experienced the power of a great website. They haven't experienced like that foundation, like that security of like, I know that when someone goes to my website after this podcast, whatever it is, they're going to be like, this is either my person or it's not my person. And And it can really, a great website can take you from like one option in a sea of like, 57 tabs, if you're me, 57 tabs, um, that you continue from like that one option to like the only person that someone can imagine working with. That's like what a great website can do. A great website can sell for you while you're asleep where people are finding you on Google who don't know you from Adam, who've never followed you on Instagram. And they go like, wow, sudden, I didn't know about this person before, but this website has taken me on such a journey that not only do I feel like I know them, but now I want to spend money with them. I, I want to invest with them. I've spent 16 minutes on this website, you know, which is like forever in, in the internet age. And now like, I really want to go to the next step with this person. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to rest. You know, it allows you to be like, I don't have to sell every single person myself on working with me. My website can do that. All I have to do is shake their hand, get them in the door or like write a blog post that, you know, people are going to find on Google or um, create a nice call to action for my email list. If I can just get people to my website, my website's going to do the rest. And that just allows you, in my opinion, to kind of get back to your zone of genius, your zone of genius as a creative entrepreneur to go like, wait a second, now I can get back to what I'm great at because my website's actually doing its job. But if you haven't experienced that, there's this level of like, you don't even know kind of what you're missing um, because you've never had that, like, you know, a, basically a sales team, a whole sales team in the form of your website that is capable of doing an incredible job selling you and your brand and your services for you, attracting the kind of clients that you want and repelling the ones you don't. Um, and that's why we do put so much effort into, you know, I was just working on a new template today and I was writing all the placeholder copy where it's like, tell them a little bit about your story here. Tell them why you're equipped to do what you do well right here. Tell them a little bit about how that story is going to impact where you take them. Like just leading people through that sales and customer journey that most people don't know how to architect completely by themselves. So we've right. done all the research of like, okay, here's what you should say. You know, yeah. this is how you like build this out. And so when you can then turn that into a narrative that's transformative and that really tells people like how you and your services are going to benefit them, then I think your website just becomes an incredibly powerful tool. And when you have that tool, you go from the person that's like, please don't look at my website please don't go there. Like, you know, you go from that person to like, Hey, yeah, like this is where we can connect or like, yes, like, please go from my Instagram. That's just my, like my storefront to my actual bit place of business, my website. Um, and it, it's just fascinating. But I was, I was speaking at a conference last year in Newport beach. And I was in this like room full of very successful, very talented, um, women, interior designers. And I was speaking and I think there were, you know, probably six of us in the room. And I was like, okay, show of hands, everyone, who would be fine with me pulling up your website from the stage, like right now, if we were to like go through, like who loves your website, who feels good about it? Let me just like see a show of hands. And I kid you not, literally one person in this like sea of, you know, multi-million dollar business owners um, was, was cool with it. And I was like, this, this is not okay. Like <laughs> we have to fix this problem. You should be like, yes, my website is badass. I feel good about it. And that's a problem that we can solve. It doesn't have to be a hundred thousand dollar investment. It doesn't have to be a huge project. Like we can, we can fix this because you have better things to do than worry about your website and feel ashamed about it and feel like it's holding you back. 
Yeah. I mean, you guys have literally thought of everything. And I think that that's so from my standpoint, right. As the marketer, I focus so much on mindset and for, for you to not feel confident in somebody visiting your site is like such a detriment to like what you're putting out there energetically about like new customers and new business and sitting here listening to you speak. I'm like, yes, go to my website right now. Like I can't wait for people to see this. And we've had such high engagement, such great feedback. We're like really blowing up the launch of this thing because I can't wait for people to meet us here, like in this evolution of who we are. And I think my biggest advice for a lot of my clients is just like, start evolving it, like buy a template, right? Like start making it your own. And one of my favorite things about your templates in particular is I have shared them with a lot of our clients and a lot of our friends and seeing how they make them their own. Like we have the same template and yet like it's completely unique to who you are and that's how you have like really designed them. And so even for launch this week, we're giving away a template of ours. And like, I don't feel competitive about it. I feel like excited that somebody else is going to get that opportunity to up-level in such a major way, because for us, like up-leveling our aesthetic alongside of our offerings, alongside of what we're doing, like continuing to evolve the brand has been such a like important piece, um, of the shedding of who we were and sort of calling in who we want to be. And for me, I want our website, like our digital space. It's like your office or your, your shop. If you had an in-person brick and mortar space, you're going to be so mindful of how it smells, how it feels, the layout, the lighting, and we can do so much of that online. So I could talk about that forever. But what I really want to talk about next with you is social and emails, because so many of my clients struggle with this and being like a website template shop, you might not automatically think of a huge social media following or somebody that like has a massive readership and engaged reading list, considering that's what you sell, but you have gotten so creative and your social media is so valuable. I want to start with talking about this post that went sort of viral recently, but it's so authentic. It's so inspirational. And it's all the things like I would want somebody to think about my Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we're always looking to you. I'm like, well, what's tonic doing? Like, you know, how are they positioning this? How are they utilizing reels? You know, and I really like to lean to you guys for inspiration that way. So one of your recent posts, um, that went viral, all it said was stop making content. You don't like, (laughs) and I'd love to start there and have you tell me about that and just your strategy for social media, because I want to talk about email separately. That's a whole nother thing that you do. That's incredible, but starting with social first. Yeah. So, you know, kind of what we've come to is I, I started doing a series, um, a couple of weeks ago and the kind of the first, the first point in the series was just that great minds think on alike. And basically like how the kind of the steps I take to avoid copying, because honestly, like it's so much easier than it's ever been to just like straight up copy any piece of content you see and like, and we have you know, great website builders. We have Canva, we have Pinterest, we have TikTok and Reels where you can remix and remake and save audio. And all of a sudden, it's so easy to be like, I really like that. I'm just going to make that, 
for myself and, and you can. Um, and so that, that I think is just increasingly kind of made the line blurry of like, what is inspiration and what's replication, what is okay. And, and then what's not. And so that was kind of the first idea of the post and just some questions that I asked one, for example, like one of the questions I ask is like, how would the person who created this original thing feel if they saw my version? And if I like wouldn't feel great about it and I wouldn't want them to see it, then probably I need to like push harder into a more original idea or I need to like work harder to make it my own. Um, if they wouldn't feel good about it or I wouldn't feel good about them seeing. So that was kind of the first idea. But then as I, as I began to think about it more, I was like, wait a second. What if the problem isn't just that like people want to copy? What if the problem is really like the entire system, especially of Instagram right now, really prioritizes and is rewarding that repetitive, unoriginal content that we're regurgitating essentially. Um, the kind of like, that's why reels are all starting to look the same. And, right. you know, <laughs> we see like these very smart, intelligent people who basically are reduced to like dancing and pointing at things now all of a sudden. And there's just this level of like increasingly kind of content is getting worse. And there's this great quote from Seth Godin, who I just love for everything he says. He's like a brain crush for me. Um, but he says that just like mass means average. And so essentially like anything that's designed for mass consumption, consumption of the masses is just going to decrease in quality. So for us, that just means that like content that's designed to just appeal to everyone is really unlikely to actually resonate with anyone. And so as creators, the more we're just trying to like broadcast and reach as many people and get as many likes and follows as we can, really that's resulting in like worse audiences for us because those people aren't our people. And not um, and sales and not revenue and not, and not real community. So why are we doing no. Exactly. And that's my, that's my point. Like you're going to end up with, if you do this, if you create content that you don't really like, for people you don't even really know, you build a community of people you don't really like or don't know who are now created this expectation of like, this is the kind of content you're going to create. And so then when you create something that's like actually authentic to you, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? They're not going to engage with it. They're not going to buy your stuff because they're not there for you. They're not there to buy what you're selling. They're not there for your original thoughts. They're there for like the meme you posted or like that one dancing reel. And so ultimately we're just spinning our tires because we're building a following of people that we're never going to be able to sell to or activate or engage with. And so then we're just ending up with kind of vanity metrics of these huge followings of people that don't feel close to us. So, um, you know, the post on our Instagram, that was just really what it was designed for is like create more of what you actually want your people to see. Um, and then if you see something that you love from another creator, engage like hell with that kind of content, like tell the algorithm, which for better or worse, is going to show us more of what we want to see. Tell the algorithm, like, this is what I want. I want more of this kind of content. Um, so I thought it was funny because, you know, really probably the worst thing you can post on Instagram is like, a 4,000 word thesis, which is essentially what I posted. Um, and it's like, it's not a real, it is not a meme. It was not short form content. And anyway, it was not easily digestible. In fact, like a lot of the contents, the comments were like, I read all of this. <laughs> and I was like, only in 2022, are we like patting ourselves on the back? Cause we like read something, but really that's kind of where we are. Like if you can make someone read something, like you're really causing them to invest. So, um, I thought it was really fascinating just to see, cause 
I think the more that we can authentically reach people and articulate something or provide them real actionable help in a way that serves them. Um, and then that's kind of alienating, like that we speak yeah. directly, like laser focused to our people. That's the kind of content, like for us at Tonic, like that's what we want to do is we want to just be laser focused. So you you see our content and you're like, this is for me. And yeah. if you see it and you're like, that's not for me, that's totally fine. We would rather have 10,000 people want. who are like, this yeah. is it. than 50,000 people who could take us or leave us. Yeah. And I just couldn't agree more and just want to echo everything you're saying. I a hundred percent believe that that's the strategy right now is speak to your dream customer, like get laser focused on that person. I was talking with this really sweet couple who's just getting their online business off the ground. And he was like, I don't want to post reels. Like, do I have to dance? And I was like, no, like, oh, no, no. This poor guy is like, I'm just pointing all day. My pointer finger's tired. <laughs> Talented guy, you know, with these like incredible gifts. And I said, do not worry about virality. Like that should not be a success metric. Talk to that dream client. If you have 20 people that respond and like it, but that's who you're meant to serve like 20 people buying this new offer from you, that would be massive. And so I think, like you said, with these vanity metrics, they, they get mistaken for success metrics. And oftentimes when I come into a business and help with strategy, you can really see how this is affected business. They have all these followers, but they're not seeing the revenue. They're not seeing the subscribers, the open rates, you know, all of these things that actually resemble an engaged community and a successful company. So I couldn't agree more with everything that you're saying. And I love what you share and I love your long form content and reminding myself that you have this journalist background is making me feel slightly better about my emails because <laughs> I want to talk about this. Your email marketing strategy is the most unique and you know how I feel about email marketing. I like scream it from the rooftops. I love email marketing and I cannot wait to read your emails. Please share with us what your email marketing, I don't know if you call it a strategy, but what you're yeah, doing on email, <laughs> what you're doing on email is incredible. Well, thank you so much. You know, it really, it's really interesting because I think it's kind of what it's taken me a little longer to come to with Instagram, mm. but really the same idea applies as like, stop creating content you don't actually like. And so what I realized is like, I guess probably now about a year and a half ago at that time, we were, we were sending kind of like your generic not generic, but like well-executed, but like your sure. more traditional email marketing emails that were like three tips to make your about page better, or, sure. you know, like just that kind of content that was helpful. It serviced our clients. And every single time I sat down to draft it, I just absolutely dreaded it. I absolutely hated it. I was like, I don't want to do this every single week. And all I could come to is like, I would not read these emails. I would, I don't like email to begin with. I would not read them. I would just delete them. And I just, the more I sat with that, I was like, I just, I hate that. Like that just feels something like a, just discordant to our brand that if we're going to do it every week, then I should damn well like it. Um, and so it was really interesting because what happened actually was I was sitting down and I like was procrastinating as one does. I was procrastinating about writing the email and all of a sudden I got very distracted by the fact that our email signature was really ugly. 
And so I sat down and I started like Googling and I figured out how to make our email signature pretty. And I wrote this incredibly dramatic email about like that discovery and how I like, I realized that, you know, it was like, there was like a Nick Miller gif involved and there's a Cinderella graphic involved. And it was just this very, it was probably like 2000 words about this email signature, the whole saga of like how it unfolded. And so I sent that as our email. It was like not graphic, it was not pretty, it was not well, well designed. And I was shocked because we must have gotten like a hundred responses that were like, this was the funniest part of my week. Yeah. I'm so excited to try this. And thank you so much for like making my day better. I like sent this to five of my friends because we thought it was so funny. And all of a sudden I was like, we never get responses to our email newsletter. Like, wait, why do we never get responses to our email newsletter? And I started to realize like if we could, if we were uniquely um, equipped to write something that was like interesting or funny or compelling as a brand, and we weren't doing it, then we were really hiding like one of our best attributes. And so we should write the kind of emails we'd actually want to read. And so we really shifted. And honestly, like every marketing person ever would probably tell me this is a terrible idea. My little brother's a CMO and he's like, I never see your products on your email newsletter, Jen. Like, <laughs> but essentially I just like write a story pretty much every Friday. Mm -hmm. It's usually like a random story about something that happened. It's been like, about our ostrich farm, about like a disastrous trip I took to Paris, about like the pest control salesman who I learned a lot of marketing principles from. It's there's usually some kind of business component every single time that like adds value or is helpful or educational, like you know, the email signature aspect. But there's always really kind of like a long story to get to that point. And it's I kind of a high compliment because so many people write and say, like, this is, I can't believe how long with this, this was, but I read every single word <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and so that's been, but we just get so many people that are like, this is the only newsletter I read. I like sit down with my cup of coffee every Saturday morning and like look forward to this email all week. And what other website template company can say that? Like, Zero. That's just weird, <laughs> you know? So we refer to it as like our extremely weird marketing newsletter. Um, and so the, the hashtag for it is long and weird because it's long and usually kind of weird, but then there's like always a point in there somewhere. And um, it's been really fun. But again, it just goes back to that point of like, create the kind of content that only you can create um, and then create the kind of content you actually want to consume. And if you hate something, do it differently. That's kind of my, the threefold approach to email marketing. Um, and then do it, do it often. And I think we've seen like, as a small company, we've seen just an enormous amount of scale and growth come from our email list. Again, like loving our email list, engaging with them, creating content for them, putting our, 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 our efforts there before we ever ran Facebook ads, we were just generating hundreds of thousands of dollars just from our email list with these I like, remember that. we talked to you about letters. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I remember I was talking about that and you're like, Oh really? Is that, is that like, that's incredible. Um, but I'm not yeah. surprised. And as you're sitting here speaking, you know, it's hard not to think about it from with my marketing hat on. And I'm like, thinking I can almost guarantee that even though you're not selling in nine out of 10 of those 
emails, the ones that you are, I'm sure your sales have gone up significantly from email because people feel so connected to you. And that's what I'm always trying to support my clients with is what is going to make this super unique to you? Like me, there's a lot of marketers out there. There's a lot of really amazing, really authentic, like badass marketers that could support your business. But I do it in a little witchier kind of way. I do it in a little more radically outspoken kind of way. And that's why people come to us. Yes, we're good marketers, but of course, let's just assume we're good at our jobs, right? Like you have a yeah. great company. Baseline, we have a great, we're all good at baseline, our jobs. Yeah. We're good at our jobs. And so that is not what should, you know, set you apart. Not in my opinion, it's who you are and the uniqueness you bring to your brand. And I love how much of you from like the craft cocktail themes to your long emails that you feel confident to bring to your brand, because that's one thing that a lot of my clients struggle with. And so I know you just said some really great key points. Is there any other way that you would recommend somebody sort of step more into their brand? Um and how they can bring themselves more into their offerings. Yeah, well, I think to to begin to bring, you know, those unique value propositions that you offer to your brand, you do need to know what they are. Um, and that's the thing that you have to realize. And so often with our clients, they don't, they don't know what, like what makes them unique. In fact, they're saying like, nothing makes me unique, Jen. Like I'm a wedding photographer. There are a thousand other wedding photographers out there. Like nothing makes me unique. And, and I have to tell them too, like, you know, you don't buy a curling iron because it was the most unique curling iron. Sometimes you just buy a curling iron because you needed a curling iron. And it wasn't because like the, the copy on the website was so great. So there's nothing wrong with offering a service that other people offer and not, and feeling like you need to invent something unique. I definitely don't like, don't create your own purple cow. Like if you don't have this, like, you know, I see this all the time. People are like working really hard to like try to find something unique. And I feel like that's just really difficult. But what yeah. you can do is you can ask your people. Um, you can ask your people. And so you can ask like clients you'd love to work with and say, Hey, what was it that drew you to me? And I'm, I'm guessing you've done exactly that because you know, like people are coming to me because like, I bring this kind of like more witchy philosophy. I'm super outspoken. So I'm guessing your clients have said like, I love that you are super outspoken. And so, you know, like this is, a, this is a value that I bring to the table is I'm not going to couch stuff. I'm just going to like tell you straight up. So that's something that you can add. That's how you can market. You can u- literally use those words that your clients are saying to you, your past customers are saying to you and say them back and use them to kind of bring that identity. And people have always, for Tonic, they've always loved our website copy. And so for as long as we've been a company, people have said like, who wrote your website copy? Can you, know, can you guys do copy? And we were just like, no. But we didn't really lean into that as like a huge unique value proposition until just a couple of years ago. Um, but that's something that people had always resonated with was our captions, our long form content, anything that we created. So now I think we've begun to realize like, oh, wait a second, that is something that's unique that people have always commented on. So we should do more of that, like do more of what you're great at. Um, I'm a terrible dancer, so I'm not going to do dancing reels. <laughs> That's just not going to be me. Maybe, maybe you're a great dancer and you were born for this moment. And if so, like for sure, lean into that. There's nothing wrong with doing more of what you're great at. Um, but I think if you can just to, to begin with, understand what you're good at and then lean more into that. And if you don't know, ask. I think that's just a good place to start. A hundred percent. That's such great advice. I ask on almost every strategy call, 
why did you book with me? Or how did you hear from me? Why me? And nine out of 10 times, it has nothing to do with marketing. (laughs) It has to do with, oh, I love that you're a witch, or I love that you talk about mental health, right? Or these other things that really make me that whole version of myself that I try to bring forth. And I appreciate you really leading the way and have you've become such a vision holder for me in just how to share and what to share and when to share. And it's really beautiful to be on your journey. So thank you for sharing so much about Thank this. You. And I think this is just so inspiring. I have a few more questions. One of them yeah. is around growing as a company. This was actually Clay's question for you. And he wants to know how you hire such great people, because oh. one of the things that happens when you are a small business, and then all of a sudden turn into this like successful operation, you need other people. Um, and for me, I've always been really great at marketing, but a growth edge for me now has been scaling a team and hiring and running a company and actually being a leader to other people in, in this way. And everyone we connect with at Tonic is just so professional and so personable. Like the very first person who reached out, Hey, Krista, I um, saw on social media, you're pregnant. Congratulations. Like just over the top connection. And it's so amazing. And so it's one thing for you and Jeff to have found this, your business partner, but to be able to scale it one, like teach us your ways. And, and two, like, what are you really looking for as you grow, um, from that side of things, you know, from a growing business standpoint? Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Honestly, I'm so proud of our people. Um, and I've, you know, Jeff and I were kind of solopreneurs or doublepreneurs for a long time. We just had each other for many, many years. And so we did not scale a team early. And so if you haven't scaled your team, I feel like that's such a buzzword right now of like, Oh, I'm I'm building my team. And so, you know, you're in year one or year two of business feeling you need to grow your team. I'll just tell you, like it was, I think six to seven years before we like really grew our team. Now it's year five for us. And this is the first time. Yeah. It's, but there is massive growth on the other side of that. And, and so it's been such a hard thing for me because I tend to kind of be like a penny pincher when it comes to business. I love the ability to stay lean. And so it's been really hard for me to be like, okay, like, no, we need this in order to grow. But what has changed that is that when I've seen kind of the exponential growth that can happen when other people care about your brand as much as you do. Um, so a couple of things that I think have really been impactful for me. Um, there's a, what I think the CEO of Revolve is who said this on Katrina Scott's, um, live beautifully pop podcast. And Katrina is an amazing client of ours. She's been also super helpful in this, in this regard, just like being a leader. Um, and she's been a great resource for me. So just have to credit her with that. But, um, she said to hire missionaries, not mercenaries. And you want the people who like go to bed thinking about the problem in your business that they're going to solve the next day. So that was just a guiding principle for me is I want the people who are like invested in our vision of what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that we look for throughout our interview process. We have like a pretty rigorous interview process. And so people have to apply, then they do one set of interviews and then we do like a challenge where we have people execute a specific challenge. We call it like the bachelor style challenge. And we do like, we either have them like answer emails or if they're going to be an email person, we have them answer like three different emails. Um, We have them like dream up a campaign if they're going to be marketing for us. We have them do something um, that they would be doing at our company. And in the process, we look for enthusiasm. 
We look for excellent communicators because honestly, if you're a good writer and good communicator, chances are you're also good at a lot of other stuff. <laughs> and, um, and so that's been an immediate tell for us. And we look for that level of just like personability, people who care about people. Because if people care about people, they're going to care about their job. They're going to care about community. They're going to be patient. Um, they're gonna, And we just always say like, you know, especially if we're going to be um, outward bound for us, we want you to be like the nicest person that anyone interacted with that day. Um, that like took a and moment it was. to care like, about It's them. memorable. Like Good. all the interactions that I have with your team, whether it's you on the tonic Instagram or who's ever responding is so engaging and it really leaves you with just the best feeling and who would want anything more for their brand and for like their team to be also having that effect on people. Like, I don't know if it's you or someone else, right. That I'm talking to because it's the same type of love and engagement that I would get from you. So I'm so glad to hear that. That makes me so happy. No, that's, I mean, I'm so proud of, I'm so proud of our team as a result. And that's, it's crazy how many people say like, this is the best customer experience I've ever had. You know, people say that all the time in our inbox of like, wow, I can't believe you just like actually answered my question. You know, you didn't just send me a tutorial, like you really obviously helped. And so that stands out. I mean, honestly, again, like when you serve people really well and you serve them uniquely and you serve them above and beyond and you go out of your way to care about them in the process, like that is, that's unusual these days. Mm -hmm. And so really, if you can just like take an extra minute to answer that email and like go look at the person's Instagram and congratulate them on the thing that they just launched, like just do one extra thing. And that's going to be impactful because you're going to be top of mind. In fact, one of my favorite stories, if if I have time to share like a very quick story, is that okay? Okay. So this is my favorite story about this. So last year during um, like just a random work day, we got this email from this lady and she had had her credit card stolen and she'd had her credit card stolen and someone had bought a tonic site shop template um, through the, through the process. And so she was like following up. She was like, Hey, what is this company? Someone stole my credit card. I think they bought one of your, is it a website? And so um, Christina on our team, like sent them this very nice email back. I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. This is so stressful. Don't worry about this. Like I've got you refunded on this end. I hope like your day improves and you get like everything else tracked down, just like a bit, which is a really nice email. So the lady is like, Oh, thank you so much, Christina. And and honestly, she was pretty pissed to begin yeah. with. Yeah. She was just like, obviously in a bad mood. Yeah. She's like, thank you so much, Christina. So then a few months later, I was like looking through our orders and we asked people to say like where they heard about us or who they were referred by again. So we know, and th- this lady put credit card fraud as where she heard of us. And I looked yes, and I looked at the thing and it was the lady that didn't even know about us who'd had her credit card stolen that because Christina was so great, she like remembered us when she needed a website. And she's like, Oh, wait a second. I know a website company. Um, and so she wrote us whenever I followed up with her, I was like, by the way, I just have to tell you, this is Jen. I just saw this come through. Congratulations. I'm so glad you came back. And she was like, of course, like as soon as I need a website, you guys were the first company I thought of. Um, and to me, that's I was like, that's story. it. Like, and that's it. That's and it's, it. it's the power of staying top of mind in like a really authentic and sincere way, you know, and, and that's what people can remember and that's what people can relate to. So yeah, it's an incredible company you've built and we are definitely feeling 
um, the gratitude just because it was such an easy process. We needed a couple of things throughout. I just said, Oh, just reach out to tonic. Like they'll, they'll help you. You know, like it was just, Oh, I don't know the answer to that, but they'll know someone over there will help you. And it's just been so fun to, to work together in this way. And yeah, my last question um, because you're such an inspiration to me. Like I was, I was writing with my team before this and I was like talking to Jen, like, I'm so nervous. She's so cool. And is there someone that you sort of feel that way about, or that you look to as your vision holder right now, or just in general, like who's doing anything interesting or inspiring to you on the business front? Oh, so many people. Yeah. I love that. And thank you. That's such a, such a very, very kind compliment. And I think it, isn't it so helpful? I feel like as a business owner, it's so good to have other avatars of people who are like doing it, like you want to do it. Cause there's always like, there's so much that we can learn from each other. And so that's what one thing that I would say, and I would just champion, like, if you don't have a community of entrepreneurs of the person that you can be like, Hey, is this a bad idea? Um, find those people. And thanks to the internet, like we have so much more access to people than we ever have had before. So find someone who's in your space or in a different space who you just like what they're doing and reach out to them and like offer to meet them for virtual coffee or like chat with them. Like people need, we need community as entrepreneurs so much and it can be lonely and you can be discouraged and you can feel like lack confidence in your decisions. And you feel like you're the only one dealing with that thing. And in reality, you are not, and you are not an alien in a foreign land. We're all aliens <laughs> and we all just really need each other. So, you know, some of the people that I've been so, so blessed to have, um, Katrina, who I mentioned earlier, you know, she, she, you know, from Tone It Up. Um, so she has a huge, huge, huge company. Um, she's, but she's extremely warm and kind and loves her team and her team loves her. She treats people well. She loves them well. And she's been such a model to me of like what that looks like. You know, she's the one that's like casually, how's your day going? Or whenever I was pregnant, like, how are you feeling? Are you feeling sick? Um, and I just love that she like deeply cares about people. And so she's been amazing asset in business. Um, Jenna Kutcher is a good, a friend and client of mine. And she's always the person whenever I have a bad idea, you know, I send her a voice text and (laughs) like, is this a bad idea? Or like, which of these do you like better for this website? And she always has an opinion um, and she's quick to give it and generous with that. And so that's been, she's just a great example too of someone who's prioritized her family um, and her time with her family over hustle and made that work. And I think to me, that's just been so helpful. Um, And then Shay Cochran is another um, founder who I love and she's the founder of Social Squares and she only works two days a week. And so she... Monday, Wednesday, Friday, she's with her family and she just prioritizes kind of that separation between family and life and business. And I can really quickly skew to workaholic. And so she's very much a model to me of like, no, 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 no. You can scale a business and still live your life beautifully. Um, And so I think all those three women have just been invaluable to me kind of across the different sectors of of business. I'm so grateful to, to have them on speed dial. Those are great examples. I also love Jenna and love how she prioritizes motherhood and such. She's somebody else that just, I I got served an ad recently and she was just like on her bed in a t-shirt, like talking some profound marketing thing. And I'm like, yes, like that's who I can, I can be that I can sit in my bed. Like she's giving me so much permission. And I love that 
two of the people that you are speaking about, um, especially how they prioritize motherhood and family, because I'm following you and you're following them. So that's great because that's going to be a priority for me really soon. And that's not even something we got to touch on. So I'd love to have you back because I know you have three kids and just what you share and, and how you are with them. Um, you know, from what we can see in the online space, it just looks really beautiful. And like, it's possible, you know, like, Oh, I can have this company. I can have these happy kids that, that know me and, and I'm a part of their lives. And so thank you for, you know, sharing that side of your life as well. And just being who you are, it's just such a pleasure to get to follow along. Well, that's a incredibly encouraging. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I feel like, you know, I, I just appreciate women like you in the space who do advocate that people like don't have to wait to be perfect to show up. Um, you're telling people that they're already plenty. They're, they're great at what they do. And all they have to do is lean into that instead of like giving, you know, people 10 tips to go viral. It's really a matter of like, no, no, no. Speak to the 20 people that you're speaking to and speak to them directly and speak to them with encouragement and value and help and service. I think that's just where it's at. And so I just really appreciate kind of the message you bring to the space. And I'm also glad to be a small part of the platform that you're now using to share it. So yeah. congratulations on that. I mean, a small part, a big part, all of our sales pages. <laughs> I mean, we switched, the transition was slow. So I started with buying some templates and sales pages because they were just so much more beautiful than what I could create. So I started doing all of my sales pages with tonic. And then finally we were like, we got to move this. Like it's time to go my links, my links in bio was a tonic yeah. template, right? So like I slowly made that transition and, and fell in love also with show it the platform that the sites are hosted oh, yeah. on so easy, so great, so intuitive. I recommend it all the time. So we actually do have a small collab going on this week only to celebrate our site. And you can have 15% off um, your tonic template with the code uplevel my biz. And then you guys have a big launch coming up basically two weeks, one week after this comes out. So share yes. with us about that, how we can find you, how we can learn more, all the goodness. Yeah. So you can, you can find us um, online at tonicsiteshop.com. I am proud of my website, so I'll tell you where to go. Um, tonicsiteshop.com. And then you can find us on Instagram. If you want to read that um, post about great minds thinking on a like or stop creating content, all of that's on Instagram at tonicsiteshop. And we're going to be launching two new website templates, two of which I'm, I'm very excited about. And then actually a couple of templates, one of which you inspired, which is our new event squeeze page. Um, we have like a little marketing pack that we're going to be releasing. So that should be a great fit for your audience as well as additional sales pages. Um, a really beautiful like vision board page that I'm really excited about. Um, we have just, you know, so many different things to just, again, like add that value and story to your website so that people can really fall in love with the best version of your brand, um, the most true and real and accurate version of your brand. And you can bring in more of those, those clients who get you and want you and are willing to pay you what you're worth. So um, that that's going to be happening very, very soon here shortly. So um, you'll be able to use that code up level my biz. And we would love to have anyone from your audience. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. If you're interacting with me on Instagram, it is me. So just message me um, and just say, Hey, Jen, I just listened to the podcast. I have these questions or we have a wonderful team. And if you email us at info at um, they will take great, phenomenal care of you. Yes, they will. I am so happy for the work that you are doing and just for the 
authentic message that you're spreading. And for everyone listening, this was such a jam-packed episode. I actually did get through all my questions. Um, And thank you just for your candor and sincerity and sharing. It's a crazy time to be in business. And for me, it's the most exciting time. There's just so much at our fingertips. Our clients are just within reach. And thanks to your offerings and our offerings, we're really like making it pretty easy for people to work their magic and stay in their brilliance. So thank you for being here and for everybody listening. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing.